Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Ellen is in the studio with me tonight. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Very well. Hello, everybody. You know, and although this message is a very important message, somehow I feel a little less important today with what's going on in Houston. It's it's incredible. Like sometimes, I mean, we experience hurricanes down here in Florida. No, but nothing like the, the flooding. Oh, my god! No, I mean, I, I, a few years ago, I had to park my car and walk into the neighborhood, and I was probably thigh deep in water. And I can only imagine, they said today on, on, on the news that there were people in a in a assisted living or a nursing, nursing home, home yeah. sitting, waiting for people to come get them, and they were waist deep and shoulder deep. They were. The pictures shoulder were horrific. Deep they actually, the owners of the facility actually put it on Twitter because they were trying to get help. Try, they put it out there so people would come, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was awful. I know, you know, we lived in Houston for three years. Mm-hmm back in the 80s, and there had been a terrible storm a few years before we came there that had dumped like 23 inches of rain Mm -hmm. around the Houston area, and that was an unheard of act of God kind of thing that made them require everybody to have flood insurance, which at the time I was upset about, but this is <laughs> this is like tremendously worse. Yeah, they're expecting like 19 more inches or something. It's, oh, it's just it's, like nuts. You know, shout out. If, if anybody's listening in Houston, God bless you. We're we're thinking about you and praying for you. Because, yes, yes, uh, very you know, much it's, so. It's Katrina and worse, and apparently the Corps of Engineers is letting water out of some of the reservoirs. Well, and also I, I, I heard that they opened up like dam gates so that downtown yeah. wouldn't flood. I I mean, businesses are insured. Some of these homeowners aren't. Some of these homeowners are losing all of their God, personal stuff. And, you know, and I, I don't can know. remember my first job interview. It started raining and everyone ran to their cars and left because it's flood when it rains an inch. Yeah. Well, that happens here, too. But, yeah, but um, I mean, it's, you it's know, awful. Everyone's a, everyone's a, uh, a Monday morning quarterback or a. Or, uh, or a backseat driver when things happen, and you know all I can all I can say is you know shoulda coulda woulda. I just pray for the people out there that are stranded and people out there that don't know where their families are. I was in a, I just saw something on Facebook about somebody I was in the Marine Corps with, and the majority of his family is there, and and he knows that whoever it was that he was saying I forget now because I was reading quite a bit, uh, they're safe, but his nephew. Alex, I think his name was. They still don't. They still haven't accounted for him. Hopefully, and, and I pray that that he's okay. And maybe he is by now. That this was a little while ago that I read it. But you know, it, it, I I even have a friend of mine who um, I grew up with in recovery actually, and he's out on a he's out on a ship going from Galveston, I think, yeah. to wherever he's going, and you know. Where he was during the storm, I do not know. Where, um, where he is now, I don't know. I texted him today, you know, with no response. I mean, I'm sure they have no cell they phone. Don't they have, have cell no service. cell phone service. But I think he was safe and out of the storm, so the ship probably probably went somewhere oh, yeah. where they can you know, avoid it and then yeah. come back maybe to try to help. Yeah, but you know, 
Um, well, well, let's let's get on with uh, sharing a little uh, experience, strength, and hope. I just wanted to make mention of the tragedy that's going on in the United States. You know, and and that's that's one thing. You know that we can we can like kind of segue into recovery. Uh, you know, nationally we have a serious problem with with addiction. You we know, do. and do. if we encompassed it like something like Houston, maybe people would really look and say, you know, people look and they go, well, it's not in my yard. You know, like I don't have an addict in my house, so so I'm okay. And and you know, as long as it stays out out of my neighborhood, I'm fine. The flood comes rushing in, and you have nothing you can do. Exactly. You know, That's exactly so what happened to me? <laughs> if if we put addiction awareness on the TV, like we do with our politics and like we do with our disasters. Framed I've, in the right way. Framed in the right way, yeah, because, I mean, we, we all know. Let's not call it a moral failing. Let's not call it a choice. Let's call it what it is, a disease, a sickness. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, I know you have a problem with the word choice. Well, no, I, 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 I just think that, um, you know, you, you, you give your choices away. I mean, you have to, you have to follow what the, the devil is telling you to do when you. Um, yeah, you. You absolutely don't have a choice. No, you know, and well, I, I had a choice to use the first time. The first time, uh, and, maybe and like the I second said, time, but well, after no, that, no, you know, like I long? said, I mean, I was mentally addicted that very first time, yeah. so I think I gave up my my mental choice. Physically, I didn't have to do it, but at that point, I think that mentally, um, my mental awareness was was compromised immediately. And usually, as being a human being, I'm going to say we're, we're, we're all, we all have our strengths, we all have our weaknesses. One of the things that I struggled with was <laughs> weakness of the mind at that point. And my mind, my mind won over my awareness of what I was doing. I mean, I, I knew exactly what I was doing, and I knew the road that I would I would travel. I just didn't know that I would be as uh, degraded or as, as um, um, for lack of a better word, like a, like a second-class yeah, you get, living, yeah, you know? You, you and, lose everything. Yeah, and, and, and you sadly... Lose your family, you lose your possessions, you lose your credibility, you lose love, you lose everything. Looking back at it, I say now I lost it, but then I willfully gave it away. You know, and people can't understand that. You know, they they read these articles of women losing their children, and mm-hmm. you know, there were times when my family said to me, "It's either us or the drugs," and I You're said, "You're gonna pick the drugs. It's time to go. Yeah, gotta go. That's- you know, if I give you this, you're turning your back on us." And why haven't you handed it my way yet? You know what I mean? That's the sad part of addiction. And that's where um, you don't have a choice. That's where, you know, the, the, the disease or the dis-ease of it all takes over. That was me just smacking my dog. <laughs> we're, having, we're having a, a dog party tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, I always uh, say, if there if there's a stray dog wandering around, they'll find their way to raise. Yeah, them. and there's five of them in the studio right now. Um, so you know, I I typed out a couple of things. I was I was online and I was looking. Uh, something about alternatives to 12-step recovery, mm-hmm. and I found two articles, um, one uh, by Melanie Solomon. She's an author of AA, Not the Only Way, and I was kind of looking at it, and and after being, for lack of a better word, programmed with... 12-step recovery, and I don't mean programmed, I mean, ultimately, yes, I mean, when I was, when I was, they, they told me when I got clean to do 90 meetings in 90 days, of course, I abused that, and I did 90 meetings in 30 days, and said, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm, done. Wow, hey I'm done, uh, I, I had to morph that into go to a meeting a day for 90 days, and if you don't like what we have, we'll gladly refund you your misery, now, after that 90 days, what, what the mindset at that point is, or the thought process is, is to get you addicted to something else. Yeah, you're get, connected, get, I think. You are connected to people in the fellowship who are not using, purposefully not using drugs right. or alcohol because they can't. And because we're creatures of habit and had been for the, the amount of years that we were physically and mentally and spiritually addicted to whatever the substance was we were addicted to, we were a creature of habit. So they wanted to change that habit. And if you want what we have, do what we do. We go to meetings. Okay, cool. We, we talk this talk. We walk this walk. We go to meetings. And, you know, having a little bit of time under my belt, I have the awareness today that that isn't always, that does not cookie cutter model does not work for every single individual. No, it doesn't. And I think it, it has be, been the gold standard for recovery for a lot of years, partly, I think, because it's free. You know, where right. are you going to find any kind of treatment that's free? You know, it is not perfect. It does not work for everyone. But for the people that it does work for, it works. And I think a big part of that is just the support. You know, you, you have a group of people who will you know, stick with you and and lift you up if you can stay on the straight and narrow. And that's that's the hard part for a lot of people. You know, they'll take you back if you come back and say, you know, I screwed up, I want to try again. Uh-huh. But if you do that enough times, they're going, in many instances, you're not going to find a, a you won't get place. as You won't be as welcome. And, yes. and that's the sad thing. And that, it is but, sad. But now, 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 in going with that, it says here, here are some... Startling statistics based on AA World Service's own statistics. 45% of the people who attend AA meetings never return after the first meeting. <laughs> I believe that. I've seen that 81% a lot. of AA attendees are gone after one month. 90% are gone after three months. 93% are gone after six months. Ninety-five percent never return after the first year. So technically, there's a five percent yeah, retention that. rate. However, I think some of the people that don't come back are are not 
using. They're, oh, no, 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 no. They have found another way. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not, I'm not banging on AA or NA or SA or EIEIOA. What I'm, what <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, NEA. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there are alternative methods out there. True. And, you know, the, the, my process was this 12, was 12 steps. Um, my understanding became along the way a little different. I'm grateful that I had the 12-step base to w- work me to a point where I had a better understanding and a little bit of a, a safe buffer and tools that I had built up to be able to make conscious decisions. Well, one that- of the things, you know, and I'm in a 12-step program for families and friends of addicts and alcoholics. I'm actually... I go to Al-Anon and Naranon, and we work the 12 steps as well. And one of the things that my sponsor told me is that the spiritual awakening that you get when you work the steps and you work them all the way through, if you're fortunate enough, that's the miracle. Right. And it's that spiritual awakening that gives you a better life. You know, anybody, I, I'm not saying this right, but if you stop using, that's, that's great. But if you stop using and get a spiritual awakening, that's when you're going to find that new way to live. Uh-huh. And I think the spiritual awakening is the important part. And it, it's not just for addicts and alcoholics. It should be for everyone. Oh, well, that's 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 true with anything. I mean, if you took these statistics that I just wrote and you did it to a um, pottery class, the statistics probably fall yeah. within the same uh, guidelines that we just read. But the people who've gotten the miracle are the ones that come back because they're going to give it to somebody else. And that's what my sponsor told me. You know, I mean, her alcoholic had been dead for a lot of years. I'm like, why do you? Why are you still coming back? And she said, because I keep what I have by giving it away. Right. The spiritual awakening. I, you know, I try to impart to other people if they, you know, if they can find it. And you can lose that. Stop yeah. going. Stop going to church. Stop, you know. Stop. Uh, lose your connection with your higher power, and your spirituality will be gone. Right. And I in think a minute. that, that yeah. spirituality is the really the key to being a happy human. Uh, well, it helps. I mean, it, it it gets you it gets you to a better point of understanding when you're actively in the throes of madness you know because yeah. everybody everybody experiences that everybody goes through a time like like i was just five minutes before we went live i, I just said to you I, you can probably tell that i'm agitated um so to say that out loud that was like some kind of spirituality right. speaking because if it didn't i would be holding that in and that's not healthy for me so you know i'm, I'm grateful today that I did get that, you know, and, and it wasn't about clarity. I mean, clarity came, and then I think the spiritual awakening happened. I, I mean, I've shared many a times about, you know, going through the motions and going through the motions, and then all of a sudden I wanted to right. be there. And, you know, I, they say fake it till you make it, and all of those silly little slogans that I hated and the bumper yeah, stickers, one like, day at a time this? I wanted to ram into the back of the car and all of that. Or live and let live. Yeah, like, or live and let die. I mean, that's what, you know. <laughs> so I, 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 I kind of have to embrace that today. I don't always, 
enjoy it when I see a bumper sticker because it brings me back too. Because like I said, 28 years clean, today's still a good day to get high. So that means that my mind can still revert back to old behavior. Old behavior is looking at a one day at a time bumper sticker and saying, idiot. Yeah. Right? Because that's what I thought when I came in. So, you know, I'm grateful today that I have the ability to be able to sit still long enough for the miracle to happen again. Well, and, you, and like you said, you have the tools. When you are agitated, you know what you need to do. Right. You know, you have the tools. You you have ways of recognizing it, number one, instead of just acting on it mm-hmm. and being able to deal with it in a constructive way rather than, you know, getting upset and going off and saying, well, you know, I might as well just go high. Yeah. And the, and the funny thing is, is that when, I, I guess when you're in that awareness, um, when I was doing like, when I was making amends to some people and, and they didn't know how to accept what it was that I was saying, it's because they don't have that spiritual awareness right. and, and nobody has to, you, you don't have to have it. You don't even have to have it uh, in abstinence. Um I've met people that have multi years clean or sober and they don't have that that awareness. Right. But so, they're still sober, so that's one thing. Right. But I think that life is better if you do, you know, have that awareness, that spiritual awareness that and I, I think it is a tool in being able to stay sober. I was reading an interesting article today. There was a guy who wrote a book called Chasing the Scream, I think. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, he, he was trying to figure out, he had a lot of addicts in his life, and he was trying to figure out what's causing it. And his theory, after a lot of research and interviewing, was that it's loneliness and isolation. And that, you know, the way that we shun people who are suffering with this disease just makes them worse. It doesn't make them better. You know, the, the and and you get this all the time that tough love is the way to go and this is this is the solution. You know, throw them out of your life and they'll hit bottom and, you know, hopefully they'll decide to come back and live a better life. But they, he says that's the opposite is really true. If you, you know, love people unconditionally, they're a lot more likely to want to get better. If they're fortunate enough to make it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the scary part. I mean, but, you know, the the whole there there's a lot of um, war on drugs bashing right now. Yeah, and the war on drugs was one of the things that he spent a lot of time writing about and talking about, and and you know how it's a punitive, you know, throw them in jail, shun them, that kind of thing, and it doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't. We will. Return after the commercials, and we will pick up where we left off. That was a very fast segment. It always is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how... 
Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to miracles in recovery to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, the first segment, we were talking about Ray and Ellen and everything else that's going on in the world. And while we were on break, we had the author of the book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, But This Book Will, The Myth of Positive Thinking, The Reality of Success. David Essel. Hi, David. Are you out there? Hey, hey Ray, Ellen. Great to be back with you guys. Hey, great to hear your voice. How you doing? Well, good. And, you know, I I have to tell you, though, I think that if we hung every alcoholic and drug addict in the United States, we'd be fine, Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be the the general consensus of people who haven't been exposed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's an alternative (laughs) method. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, it, it, it works somewhat well with Duarte in the Philippines, right? In oh, Col- yeah, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know I don't know how long he'd be able to do that for before he turned to something else to murder, but, you know, hey, wow. it is what it is at that point. Well, you know, and I'll tell you, something actually good happened there two days ago um, when they murdered an innocent 17-year-old boy. Uh, wow. And he was caught up in this police thing, and he had nothing to do with drugs or alcohol. And it actually is turning the tide. The uh, many of his the president's supporters have turned against him. It's gotten his attention. He even came out and apologized, guys. Oh wow! For, wow! Wow! That's huge well, for a, a, a madman like boy, that. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, here we are. You know, I, I just loved what you were saying, now, and it never has worked. Force never works. You know, even if you remember, bless her heart, Nancy Reagan's foundation, don't say no. That doesn't work. 
Um, you know, I mean, there's got to be a heck of a lot more than just people either putting people in jail or just telling individuals, well, just don't drink or just don't do drugs, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's just like saying just don't have diarrhea. You yeah, know, it yeah. just doesn't work. <laughs> or, or, you know, it's your choice. <laughs> go out, you know, go out and get better. And that just is not how it works, unfortunately. I was I was also, um, I read a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. And one of the things they were talking about today is how drug court is an outdated idea that doesn't work. Because, again, it's, first of all, cherry-picking people that they know can pay. And second of all, it's very punitive. And a lot of times they end up doing more jail time than if they had just opted for jail time in the first place. Yeah. So th- yeah. How is that? How is that? Um, did you look into that thing in uh, Buffalo to see how that is yes, going? There was actually an article about that judge recently. And I'm sorry, I can't think of his name right now. But he, because sure. he's a recovering addict himself, is really... He has opioid court, and he yeah. he is working very hard to try to help these people. And apparently, he's having a pretty good success rate, at least comparative, comparatively speaking. Because you know he he gets them into treatment. It may be outpatient. You know, it may be inpatient. If they don't come to court, he'll go and try to find them. You know that kind of thing. Huh. You don't find that. Oh, so he's so he's almost like he's almost like a parent. <laughs> Yeah. Well, except that he's, yeah. you know, he's the kind that's going to say, you got to do this and you got to do it right. And, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Whereas a parent, right. you know, there, there's a whole lot of, of uh, I don't know, conflict, I guess, with a parent and an addict child. Yeah. You know, being yeah, they're wrapped up in the nuts. Yeah, they're just as nutsy cuckoo. It's awful. But, you know, we, we all need a little bit of positive thinking. Like the segue into David's book? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Hey, and, you know, speaking of that, in our work with addicts and alcoholics, we use something that Alan was just talking about. It's called compassion, going uh-huh. and searching, yes. going and looking. And, and we combine that, and we even have stories in our book that you mentioned, Ray, you know, talking about people overcoming addiction. And it usually is a combination of, of education, compassion, and strong boundaries with consequences. You know, there, there's got to be a mixture of everything. Uh, in order to help more people get the life that that we're talking about on your show, right? Right, and that's exactly why just say no doesn't work, because it's only just a random just say no. You have to put all of those other parameters into place in order to allow an addict to prosper, in order to allow an addict to change their thought process, in order to allow an addict to be able to become a productive member of society. Because just say no, if you handed me or you, David, just say no, what did you do with it? You, you you turned it in for what you could get. You know, that, that campaign never touched my ears. Of course, I was much older then, but I was still an addict when that yeah. campaign started. I was still an alcoholic. And, you know, those things, that, that, that stuff didn't work. And, and, and let, let me say something about the book, and this is what we talk about in the book. Either don't say no or stay sober will not work because we're talking about a thought process. There's got to be more than thinking when it comes to getting clean, staying clean, making more money, saving a relationship. You know, you just don't think your way to recovery. You actually have no. to work. And it's actions, you know, in the yeah. book that we have, you know, endorsed by celebrities like Jenny McCarthy, big time, you know, like they're, they're saying that why they love the book and why it's helped millions of people now as a number one bestseller is because we outlined 
It takes a hell of a lot more than positive thinking to get clean. It takes a hell of a lot more than positive thinking to stay clean. Like, there's a massive action that has to be taken on a daily basis, as you both know very well, for us to receive the gift of recovery. Right. And like like I said, there was a long time there where I went kicking and screaming because I wasn't allowing the change to happen. I was walking through the process and was totally unaware that the process was working on me from the people that were put in place to help me. If I would have just sat in a room for nine months and then they would have let me back out on the street, guess where the first my thought yeah. first would have went you know today like i say today being 28 years clean and sober today's still a good day to get high i'm an addict that's what we do left to my own devices without the knowledge and the positive thought process that i have today what do i have i have me i lie to me and that's how i got here <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we talk about the three henchmen, you know, in life when it comes to addiction, and it's justification, rationalization, and denial. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. those three horsemen, those three henchmen will take out the best of us, whether we're just starting in recovery or we've been in recovery a long time. Like, no one is infallible to falling off and going backwards, but as long as you know that your mind, here, I'm going to go back to the mind. You know, guys, and, and we pummel this in the book. From 1980 to 1996, I was one of those, and I'm going to call myself a clown. I was a clown traveling the world <laughs> saying, whatever you believe, you can achieve. Right. And that is absolute nonsense. Because I'm that same person that for 25 years woke up every day and said, I'm a child of God, happy, healthy, and sober, and I used every freaking night. So we know that you can't just have a positive mindset. We know that you've got to add the action steps that you would rather not do. And for some, some people, it might be, I didn't feel like going to a meeting today. Perfect. Go. I don't right. feel like putting money into working one-on-one -on -one with a counselor. Awesome choice. Get your wallet out and go do it. You know, it's, right. it's those action steps that are uncomfortable that we've found in our work, whether we're talking about recovery or making more money or whatever, that's where the successful people will always lay their hat. And you know something, let me, let me cut you off there for a second because something just popped into my mind. Every morning about 4.30, I get an email from you. Um, do me a favor and let, let the audience know how to be able to hook into your daily, your daily blog, your daily email. Oh, and um, yeah. maybe that may just be something when somebody wakes up to give them at least a good reassurance and positive thought process to start their day. Oh, Ray, thank you. You know that we created something called David Etzel's Daily Video Boost. And, and there, we have a special going on right now, which I think is really cool. When you join the program, it's at talkdavid.com, talkdavid.com. Every morning, as Ray just said, at 4.02, Ray, it's not 4.30, it's 4.02. Well, I wake up <laughs> you, at 4.30. <laughs> it's waiting for me when I wake up. That's funny. <laughs> but it waits there, you know, so it's 4.02 Eastern time. The video goes out every five days a week. So five days a week, we, we cover a topic and we, we give thoughts, but then we also encourage you to take action on those thoughts. We don't just say, have a great attitude and the day is going to be fantastic. We right. say, have Here a you great go, attitude. Skippy. 
Yeah. yeah. Here's a couple of thoughts yeah. that might help you and then go ahead and do this action step. If people join now for a limited time, not only will they get the video five days a week, but Ray, we are also including our number one best-selling book on positive thinking for free. And I will sign the copy. It doesn't cost you a penny. We pay for the mailing. We pay for everything. And all you do is sit back, receive the book, enjoy it, and five days a week get the videos. And that's David Essel's Daily Video Boost at TalkDavid.com. Hey, I got robbed. I don't have a signature in my book. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't scare me like that, right? That's the old, that's the old addict in me coming out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, so how many people do you have on that list? Do you know, like, alert off the top? No, but I got to tell you something cool. We, we, I I don't know the numbers, but we just got—I don't know how many people from Singapore this week. For some reason, I don't know what happened. But we have we have Australia, we have Singapore now, South America, Mexico, Canada, all over Europe. I mean, Europe is huge for us, and then across the USA as well. So it has blown up, guys. I mean, bigger than we ever thought it would. Well, let me let me share with you right now, David. I usually during the show, usually the executive producer sends me the the weekly listening audience. So yeah. right now, well, last week we had United States, Japan, Ireland, China, India, Germany, the Netherlands, uh, um, Indonesia, Russia. Wow. So. Maybe it was just a freak that Singapore was listening when you were on a few weeks ago, and now they're just jumping on. So now you're getting the opportunity to be able to give it to the everybody else in the world. So by all means, jump on this on this daily email. It's it's incredible. Yeah, we have such a blast with it, and and that's at talkdavid.com. You know, and it could also be Ray. Are your shows archived? Oh uh, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're on demand. A- yeah, and that's another way. Maybe, you know, people from Singapore even recently heard our first interview. Um, yeah. Uh, via, yeah. Via archive, you know. But that's great that you guys have such a huge reach. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that gives, that gives uh, you know, and, and, it, and that tells us that, you know, it's not only us that suffer from this dysfunction and, and this oh. disease. I mean, this is a worldwide, why would somebody be awake in Sweden, whatever time it is there yeah, right now, be, right? listening to our show, it's because they're hurting and they they need yeah. they need reassurance that what it is that they're doing. If if it's they're trying to stay clean, we're reassuring them by sharing our experience, strength, and hope that you know it will be okay. And if it's a family member, they're getting reassurance yeah. that you know you will be okay too if you do what is needed. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it's, it's interesting, the whole thing about do what's needed. Um, Ellen Ray, you guys both know that any massive goal in life that's going to give you a huge benefit is going to demand for us to get uncomfortable. Exactly. And, and, and you know, whether it, maybe there's even people listening right now that are addicted to food and they have a large amount of weight to lose. Uh, there could be people addicted to sex. There could be a people addicted to spending. They could be addicted to television. Whatever the huge goal is, it's going to demand of us to get uncomfortable. And going back to my first statement, you know, which is why I'm so against the old David Essel's teachings 
of uh-huh. whatever you believe you can achieve, it takes a lot more. But as Alan has shared, I'm sure, and Ray, I know for sure, you know, the, the, the flip side, the benefits of not having the cravings that you don't know how to cope with and the night or the mornings after and the money uh-huh. spent and the guilt and the shame and the arguments and the, the upheaval within family with children, all of that can be gone. Yeah. And that's, no, exactly. That's and the whole beauty of doing doing it like you say, the right way, where 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 it's hard, but and you have boundaries, and you you look at yourself, and you're honest. Yeah. You, you know, guys, something happened recently, which was a, a really interesting wake up call for me. In my world of addiction, I was doing the same stuff I'm doing now. You know, speaking and counseling and coaching and everything. And I went by a, um, a, a fairly large convention center the other day driving. And I remember a very long time ago, but it was like it was yesterday. And Ray, I think you can understand this for sure. I spoke there so many times and right across the street was a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I would speak and I'd get done at nine or 10 at night. And I lived 45 minutes or so away. I would shoot across the street, grab my bottle of wine, get in the car, open it, and drink it on the way home. <laughs> and, and drive and drink? Who didn't oh, do God, that? Yeah. Well, it was mm-hmm. true. True. Even that's, I. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I, I was very blessed that I never got in an accident, never yes. hurt anyone, right. never yeah. got a DUI. But, but that was normal. That was my old normal. Like, it would be abnormal for me to think I'm going to wait 45 minutes to have a drink. And, and so I drove by the other day and I said, oh, my Lord. And, you know, the funny thing was is that I remember when I was speaking there regularly during the day, I'd be looking at my watch going, okay, I start at 7, I'm done at 8, I'll shake hands and sign books, I'll be out at quarter or 9, the store closes at 9, just in time. That just in time, yep, process. right down to the minute, yep. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so the freedom, you know, the, the, how the mind is so free when you decide to do the work, how the stress starts to melt away, the obsessive thought process, do I have enough for tonight? And that might be uh, cake, ice cream, or alcohol or drugs. Oh, no, that's true. And, you know, the, the beauty thing about it is is that, you know, the good the good reminders and remember whens, there are places that I put in my mind or I go by, pictures I see, and I have a healthy remembrance of the madness that I lived within that um, moment. Like when you drove by, if you, if this was X amount of years ago, you would have went right into like, for lack of a better word, like autopilot and went into the store and bought your wine and drove home. Today, you can process that in a healthy way and say, hey, isn't it great that I don't have to do that today? And isn't it great that my mind doesn't, it still, it still can work that way, but you have filters put in and these are the, these are the, the, the tools that we get along the way to enable us to be able to get past that point. We are getting ready to go to a break right now. And David, you're going to stay with us on the other side, correct? Absolutely, right. Okay, great. We'll be back in a moment.
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Did you know that nearly a third of Americans have made us the number one country in obesity rates in the world? It's true. It's time for right choices. Tune in every week for the show that aims to make you healthier. You don't need a lot of time, money, or even need to travel far. Host Dietrich Wright will show you what you can do easily to be more fit, healthier, have more energy, and live a better life overall. Be sure to make us a part of your weekend every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, hey, we're back again, and we have David Essel, the author of Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. The Myth of Positive Thinking, The Reality of Success. David, tell us a little bit about um, how, how you got around to writing this book, how long it took you to write it, and how many times, I guess, did you read it after it was done and say, oh, I should have changed that. Oh, I should have changed this because that's what the addict alcoholic does. We're perfectionists. <laughs> so do you, do you still read it today and go, oh, man, I should have made this sentence that? Wait, are you saying that addicts and alcoholics in recovery have self-doubt? <laughs> yeah, I just said that out loud, I guess. Those of us who are not addicts and alcoholics, I do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I think that's part of the human condition, regardless. I think um, so, too. You know, well, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the book that was, uh, you know, uh, let's see, I, 1996 is when I was woken up to this whole stuff that what I was teaching about whatever you believe you can achieve was incorrect. But it took me another, oh, gosh, 15 years to start to think about writing the book um, and then it was almost 20 years after my big transformation in leaving the world of super positive thinking stuff before I wrote the book. So it was a long time coming. And, and the, the straw that broke the camel's back, guys, was when, you know, after The Secret came out and The Law of Attraction, and we were having these people coming to me and saying, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm doing the affirmations just like they do in these books, and I'm not making millions of dollars. 
and I haven't lost the weight and my soulmate isn't in my life. And, and I started hearing this all the time and I said, gang, wait a second. You're not doing the affirmations wrong. You know, you could do an affirmations in, in backwards or in Chinese and, and those are all helpful. Mm-hmm. But that's not what creates great success. So, you know, after hearing these clients come in thinking that there must be something wrong with them, I said, okay, that's enough. You know, I'm going to write the book. Now, here's something fascinating about your second question. How long did it take? Um, this, is, this, this became our first number one bestseller. I have been writing books for 21 years. It's our ninth book. And believe, I, I'm going to back up and tell you how I did it, Ray, but I wrote this book, this number one bestseller, in seven days. Wow. Hmm. Number one. Number two, I did not type or write a word. And what happened over the years is that I'm not a typist, so I used to do longhand writing. And, you know, in the first probably 10, well, even 15, 12, 10, 15 years of writing, I didn't mind. You know, I would write thousands of pages and then give it to one of my assistants, and they would type it up, and then we'd give it to an editor and all that stuff. But with this one, I said, you know, I'm really done typing. So I took my iPhone, just screwing around. I brought up an email. And, you know, you have the little microphone button. Yes. You can. Okay. So I said, I'm going to do it different. This is what I'm going to do. I took about three months, 15 minutes, once or twice a week to start to jot down ideas for the book. So a couple of days a week, 15 minutes, I said, what great stories would be in chapter one? What great stories would be in chapter two? And I sort of mm-hmm. played around. I never put much effort into it. But then I was going to write the book, and I knew I could do it in seven days. So the seven days before I actually started to write the book, I pulled the outlines out every day and really got them sharp. Maybe half an hour, 45 minutes a day. Seven days, looking at all the outlines. Nah, chapter one, no, that's going to be chapter three. Chapter three is chapter one now. And I just was playing around with formatting. And then I woke up, and it was a Monday morning, and I had rented a house on the beach, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this freaking book in seven days. I grabbed my iPhone. I had my, my outline in one hand for chapter one, and I just let it rip. And I talked all of chapter one into my iPhone. I went back and scrolled and looked for really obvious mistakes, run-on sentences, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I hit send, and send it to an editor. And she cleaned it up, and then on the next day, I did chapter two, and then on day three, I did chapter three and four, and on day four, four and five, and seven days later on Sunday, I finished the very last writings of the book, and then, of course, I went through some additional editing, but the main bulk of the book was done in seven days without ever typing a word. So yeah, it's wow, like that's a total what, brain dump. Yeah, what a what a what a concept though. Now the funny thing is is that the world just heard how you did that and all <laughs> the editors around the world are gonna get blasted <laughs> with all of these emails now. <laughs> all of this garbage that they're gonna have to filter through to see if it's worth reading or not. But what a cool way to do it. Yeah. Oh, and, and Ellen, you know, I mean for now there are some people that would never give up their computer or their typewriter because there's still authors that use typewriters, believe it or not. Right. And there's, there's some authors that will never give up their pad and pen. And if you would have asked me 21 years ago when I started writing books, if I would ever do anything other than pen to paper, I would say no because it was so grounded. But this is why it works for me. And anyone who's listening, 
that wants to write a book who is a speaker already. See, this is the conversational way right. that I write, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, now, there's a lot of people, when, you know, when you read the book, and, you know, I, Ray, you've read it, it's very conversational. I hear that yeah. all the time. Yeah, you know, people, and, like, and, and really, when you say that, when you say that, it makes sense because it's mind to mouth versus mind to hand. And like you said, it's conversational. So you said that you spoke it. Now the book gives me a different understanding of how it was written. Makes so much sense. Yeah. And Diane Collins, who wrote the, the endorsement on the back of the book, she's the number one bestseller, bestseller of a book called um, Quantum Thinking Will Rock Your World. Uh And she wrote on the back, she said, reading this book is like sitting down across from David and having a conversation. Right. You know, and the funny, the funny thing is, is immediate when you said that you spoke it, I said my mind, you know, my, um, disfigured thinking said, oh, he took, oh, he took the easy way. (laughs) (laughs) The good good alcoholic took the easy way. Uh, You know something? It's not necessarily the easy way. It was the right way. That's the way that this book was supposed to be written. And, and, you know, we go through the progression of like anything else we were talking about. You know what I mean? You, You progress through your disease. You progress through your illness. You progress through recovery. You progressed as a writer into a speaker i listened the other day the 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 best book that i have read recently was read by sammy hagar and it was it was i listened to it on my phone yeah i got a better understanding of it being told to me versus reading it so maybe it makes sense made more sense because the book that you wrote quote unquote, um, made a lot of sense to me that way. So conversational speaking, even in print, gets, gets my understanding better. And, and you know, guys, it does me too. If now there are some people, even in the world of recovery and in the world of personal growth that are very technical writers right? and you know, a technical writer doesn't write to move someone emotionally, they write to either persuade or to sell or to, well, those are usually the technical writers usually write to persuade or sell. Or explain. I'm I'm of that persuasion. So, you know, one of the things that that I do is to explain, you know, and and I would much rather type something than say it because I can type a lot faster than I can talk. (laughs) Yeah, she's from the South. Well, yeah, I'm from the South, and I'm an, I'm an IT geek, and you know all of those things. So, I understand what you're saying, and I think it's really kind of cool. But I would have a real hard time doing that because I would, I would need to control everything, you know, how it looked and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it, wor- it worked for David. Oh, I yeah, think, it's I think it's great. Yeah. I, I've, the fact that you could dictate into an iPhone and have a book in a week is just absolutely amazing. Oh. And, and you know what, and this is what I think, and Ray, you know, your show is an example of this. As we evolve in any industry, if we're not changing, we literally are dying. True. True. If, if, if we're, you know, like if, if, if someone is, is teaching in the world of recovery and they're teaching the identical stuff they did 20 years ago, they are 50 years behind the times, in my opinion. Just my opinion. I agree. 
I agree. You know, there's so much that evolves. And so I could stay back in 21 years ago and I could still write on a pad of paper, but I don't think that I can get my conversational style, my enthusiasm, my motivation across as easily by writing first as I can when it comes strictly from my mouth right on to the text or the right. right. Yeah, and, and it no. and it definitely worked. I mean, who's to say what, you know, who's to say what comes next? But speaking of what comes next, we have about four minutes left. So why don't you share how people can get in touch with you? You know, your website where they can purchase yeah. the book so that they uh, can experience what I did and have this nice little awakening that it was a conversational book be, besides a uh, handwritten book. Yeah, I know, exactly. Hey, and, you know, if, for all of our listeners, uh, whether you're struggling or maybe you're, you know, years in recovery and you just like to listen to Ray's show because of the fact that it reconfirms you're on the right path, the book will have a few gems to help you stay in a really powerful place, achieving any other goals that you might have in life if you've already mastered recovery. If you want to achieve something else, Ray had mentioned it. It's the name of the book is Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. Endorsed by six New York Times bestselling authors and millions of people that have purchased it. And you can get it at talkdavid.com. Something we mentioned earlier, if you want daily motivation, you can sign up for David Essel's daily video boost. And as part of the boost for a limited time offer, you'll get a video every day, Monday through Friday, and we will send you a signed copy of the book absolutely free to go along with your Monday through Friday videos. And all of that is at talkdavid.com. Awesome. Uh, you did that in one minute, so we still have about three minutes left. Is, <laughs> there, is there anything that you want to um, ask him, Ellen, about you know anything that well, he's... Well, I'm, I'm a little interested in... Uh, one of the things you said early on was that we needed to have boundaries. And boundaries yeah. is, is a concept that I'm terrible at. And I was just a little curious as to you know, if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and now here, here, and now here's the whammy. You have two minutes to do it. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Okay, well, let me say this: the the largest addiction in the world in our book is codependency. Codependency in relationships is larger than any substance addiction that w I believe we'll ever find. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems us codependents have, because I struggled not only with substance addiction but also with codependency, we want people to like us. We don't want to rock right. the boat. We're afraid that if we were to set a boundary, I gave an example on today's video, Ray, I don't know if you remember it, but I said, yep. hey, if, if your next door neighbor says, hey, oh, you know what, we're going to run out of town this weekend and we need you to walk the dogs and take care of the dogs. If right. that doesn't work for you and you say yes, there's a person who's codependent without boundaries. Right, so exactly. If, if it doesn't work for you, you say to the person, you know what, thank you so much for the offer. I'm not available this weekend, but ask me the next time, and if it works, I'll be there for you. That's an independent person, and that's a boundary, Ellen. And the consequence is I'm not going to be able to do it. The boundary is thanks for offering. It's not going to work. I can't do it, but hit me up next time. And that's a great example of boundaries that we need to be aware of to set. And if they get upset, it's not on us. No, right. The they they, they wear it. The they part. wear it. 
So, you know, it, it was great. It was great that you called in, David. And, um, you know, I, I feel blessed that I get to wake up in the morning and, you know, either either you know, starry eyed or what I get to, I get to look and listen to your video. What, what sometimes I get, sometimes I suck things in. Sometimes I purge it back out, depending on how it is that well, I, I wake up. I just signed up for it but while we were talking. So we have, <laughs> we have uh, 30 seconds left and <laughs> I'm sure we will be speaking to you on the air very soon. Thank you for right. calling. Stay on the line. Ellen, do you have anything you need to say in the last 30 seconds? No, just, I hope, um, I hope everyone in Texas, is okay and we're praying for you and everyone else out there have a blessed evening thanks for listening and of course with miracles in recovery hope Hope is in in your your corner. corner have a good night everyone good night thank you for joining us this week for miracles in recovery be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.